When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey everyone, welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Podcast. I am Sonny. This is your boy Caleb. Woo! And today we have a ton to talk about. It has been a really exciting week so far. We have gotten a lot of new information. Some of this is information that we've actually had for, I don't know. A little, almost a week at this point, as at the time of recording. At the time of recording, it's been probably five days, but by the time this podcast drops on Friday... It will have been a full week since we got the, <laughs> the we'll just say the Rose Dragon support. Oh yes, for so for those for the uh, for those Akiza fans out there, you're in luck. Sort of, sort of. But this is the Top Cut Podcast. Thanks again, everybody, for joining. We are going to get into it. We're going to start up big with the Rose Dragon support. Yeah. Oh yeah, Akiza best wa- best Yugi waifu. Later on, we'll hear some about the extravaganzas. Oh and yeah. All the timestamps will be in the description if you want to skip around. Oh yeah. Uh, by the extravaganzas, USA and Mexico, Mexico one specifically. Yeah, we're, we'll have the results of both extravaganzas that we're going to talk about near oh, the yeah. end of the show. So to begin with, the new Rose Dragon support. There's a new Rose Dragon Synchro Monster. Blood Rose Dragon, the OCG. Great name! Translated to Ruddy Rose Dragon in the TCG. Sounds like Scooby-Doo got into Yu-Gi-Oh, apparently. Ruddy Rose Dragon. Ruddy Raggy. <laughs> I Roman Ruddy Rose Dragon. <laughs> uh, so it's a level 10 Fire Dragon Synchro with uh, 3,200 attack, 2,400 defense. It's pretty beefy. Yeah, beefy does not mean it's good, though. Fair. Um, It's a generic Synchro. You can make it with anything. Yeah, one tuner, one or more non-tuners. Oh, yeah. Very generic. Um, and it's got two of, two main effects. One, if this card is Synchro Summon, you can banish all cards from the graveyard. <laughs> then if this card was Synchro Summon using Black Rose Dragon or a plant Synchro Monster's material, you get Black Rose Dragon's effect. 
only you don't nuke it only doesn't nuke itself as well. Oh, so it's it destroys all other cards on the field rather than all cards. Correct. But only if Black Rose Dragon or a plant synchro was used as the as one of the materials to make it. Oh, okay. Well that's okay, so at least you can use you don't have to use Black Rose. It can use any plant synchro's material. Correct. And uh, as we'll get into later in We'll get into that in a minute. Remember, just remember, it's level ten. Uh, and and its second effect: when your opponent activates a card or effect that would destroy cards on that would just destroy cards. Period. Uh, card or e- cards. Yeah. Quick effect: tribute this card, negate the activation, and then special summon a black rose dragon from your extra deck or graveyard. So if you use black rose dragon to make this thing, activate that effect, and you just get your black rose dragon back. And it's. And it's any card or card. So if your opponent activates one, that would destroy one on either player's field. Like if they, for example, if your opponent has a Dryden and they activate a Dryden to pop their own cursed Eldland or something of that sort. Nah, bruh. Exactly. You would, you'd be able to get this effect off. Yeah, yeah. you lose your 1300 beat stick for a 2400 beat stick. But Dryden, but I don't think Dryden can, can get over that normally, can it? Um, It's kind of hard to say. It kind of depends on game flow. Fair enough. Because... Trident itself can pop the card, although it does, like, I, I, okay, what I'm saying is, like, if you have more than one material on Trident, and you, like, the next turn, Trident can just turn around and pop, but I guess... That's fair. I guess if you bring out, you know, if you nuke the field, I guess it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing with Black Rose Dragon is that it's a field nuking effect, only activates if you synchro summon it. Oh, okay. I, 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 I I've done that to so many people. That, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the next, the next one we have is Garden Rose Flora. Yes, a level five light plant tuner with eight hundred attack and sixteen hundred defense. Yes, it's a retrain of uh, Garden Rose Maiden. Garden Rose Maiden. Right, right. Um, it's generic level five plant synchro tuner. Pretty good. Um, one tuner, one or more non tuners. Just uh, yep, the usual. Yeah, yep, yeah. Um, you can only use the first effect of this card's name once per turn. One, you can target a field spell on the field. You cannot special summon monster for, monsters from the extra deck for the rest of this turn, except synchros. So after you use effect, you're locking the synchros. Destroy the target, special summon a rose token to the, its controller's field in attack position. Gross, it summons a token. Oh, it's a level 2 token. It's a level 2 token. This thing is level 5 uh, plant, so it's a level 5 plant tu- plant t- synchro tuner. So by activating its effect by popping your own Black, Ro- uh, Black Rose Garden, you can just immediately make Black Rose Dragon with it. Oh, I was just about to ask if they have their own field spell already. They do. Black Rose Garden. Oh, okay. I, I, which I summons more? Which summons those exact tokens that that, that that thing summons? The exact same token. Oh, okay. I, I didn't realize they already had their own field spell. Yeah, oh yeah. They, I think they, actually, I think they have a second one. I don't remember. Doesn't oh. matter. Um, two, during your opponent's main phase, you can quick effect. Immediately after this effect resolves, Synchro Summon using this card you control. Okay, so this is level five and... If you pop the field spell, it lets you summon a level 2 monster. You pass your turn. Pass your... turn, quick effect, synchro summon. Into Black then... Rose. Nuke the field, baby. Right. Okay. Okay, so, yeah, that makes let, sense. They let you Black Rose Dragon to your opponent's turn, basically. Yeah. All right. So, what's the next What's this next card we have? Okay, Rock's Rose Dragon, which actually, for whatever reason, in the in the TCG name, Rock's Rose was two words. In the, in the OCG name, I mean, Rock's Rose was two words. In the TCG, it's one word. I don't know why they did that. Uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk about some of the name changes that have been going on around here. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a level 3 Dark Dragon Tuner with 1600 attack, 1200 defense. You can only use each of this uh, each of this card's first and second effects once per turn. 
When this card is normal or special summon, you can add a card that specifically lists Black Rose Dragon in its text from your deck to your hand, except Rock's Rose Dragon. Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah, just search literally any card that lists Black Rose Dragon in its card text somewhere. This is the best normal summon in the deck. Easily, easily. It's a normal summon dragon tuner with that searches on summon. Oh, yeah. That's as good as it gets for a deck like this. Oh, yeah, no, it can search about 90% of the things in the deck because 90% of the stuff in the deck... Says Black Rose Dragon somewhere on it. Right. It's just like Magician's Rod for oh, the Dark yeah. Magician deck. Uh, two. If this card is in your graveyard and a face-up Rose Dragon monster monster or plant synchro monster you control is by battle or opponent's card effect, you can return Rock's Rose Dragon from graveyard to your hand. If I... See, I really wish that it was instead of by battle or opponent's card effect, if it was just by battle or card effect. Yes, because then you could pop it with your own. You can pop whatever with your right. own stuff. If you blow up your own uh, Black Rose Dragon, then for its you, own effect, you can just bring it right back to your right, hand. dude. If that was if that was what the effect was, it would oh. be. Oh, oh my god! It'd be a three of. Yeah, I probably think it probably already is a three of. Honestly. Yeah, uh, I mean, fair enough, but it would be guaranteed a three of. Um, if this deck. Actually, you know, wasn't more of a table, more of a kitchen table deck. Which don't get me wrong, it's still, I bet, a blast to play. But I mean, maybe if you set your kitchen table at the five hundredth table, maybe. <laughs> um. Next up, we have Blood Rose Witch, which got translated to Ruddy Rose Rich. Boo! Wait, wait Ruddy Rose you... Witch. <laughs> <laughs> you just said Ruddy Rose Rich. Oh, <laughs> uh, Konami. Oh, why'd you let Scooby-Doo join you, Jesus? <laughs> you, you gotta watch that. <laughs> yeah. It's a level one light plant tuner with 800 attack, 1700 defense. They have too many tuners. They need more non-tuners. I know, right? Uh, you can only use each of this card's names, first and second effects, once per turn. One, you can tribute this card, add a Witch of the Black Rose from your deck to your hand, and if you do, place a level three or lower plant monster from your, de- from your deck on top of your deck, then immediately after this effect resolves... You can normal summon one Witch of the Black Rose. Witch of the Black Rose, not Witch of the Black Forest, people that played old school Yu-Gi-Oh. Yes. Okay, the reason why I looked this up, the reason why it's worded so strangely is because Witch of the Black Rose's effect specifically states that when it is normal summoned, you must excavate the top card of your deck, Mm -hmm. and if it's not a plant monster, you send that card to the graveyard, and Witch of the Black Rose immediately destroys herself. Oh. If it is a plant, you add it to your hand. So this oh, okay. guarantee, so that so that effect guarantees you'll get your Witch of the Black Rose on the field. Plus, and you also get to replace it in your hand. Okay, I got you. All At right. the same time, it, that's why it's so weird, weirdly worded. It's very, it's worded very specifically to work within the archetype. Ex- exactly, very specifically to work with Witch of the Black Rose, which was ne- which was. Uh, had such a weird effect attached to it because at the time it was a level four tuner. Cannot, which it's a really old card though, too, isn't it? Yes, uh, that was a wave one Akiza card. Yeah, so we're we're talking like the f- Crossroads of Chaos, yeah. Star Strike Blast, like, like way back in the day. Yeah, like the first or second five D set. Um, right then the and ne- at the time Konami was really afraid of having level four tuners just running around without some kind of limitation. Well, to be fair. A lot of the best cards in the game at that time were level four. Mm-hmm. So if you have recurrable level four tuners, then those those go hand in hand to make things like Stardust Dragon, Scrap Dragon. Mm-hmm. I mean, just good generic Goyo level. Guardian. Goyo Guardian, I think, is a six. Yeah, he's six. Never mind. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
the only other level eight synchro. I can only think of two more level eight synchros. One of them was Colossal Fighter. The other one was a uh, black uh, was a uh, Red Dragon Archfiend. Thought uh, Thought Ruler Archfiend. Thought Ruler Archfiend. Yes. Uh, but that's getting off topic. In addition, you can banish this card from your graveyard. Return one of your Black Rose Dragon or Blood Rose Dragon that is banished or in your graveyard to your extra deck. Let you recur your uh, Ruddy Rose Dragon or your Black Rose Dragon. It was Absolute Power Force. There we go. That it was released in. Who was the cover art card for that one? Uh, One of the Red Dragon Archfiends. I don't know if it's... I think that was Majestic Red. I think you're probably right. And the reason why I think that is because I pulled one. You are correct. It is Majestic Red Dragon. Hey! That's pretty good. Hey. That's pretty cool. That's pretty good. You you pulled the ghost, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. The only ghost I've ever pulled. It's kind of sad. I pulled Power Tool. Yeah, you did pull the Ghost Rare Power Tool. At a regional for that set. Yeah, I remember that. And people immediately... I sold it for 20 bucks. Yeah. Because Ghost Rares weren't worth a lot. Well, Power Tool's Ghost Rare wasn't worth a whole lot at the time. Yeah, Power Tool Ghost Rare was not worth a lot at that time. The guy that bought it, though, I don't know who it was, Stonks. That dude did good for himself. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, no, no. But he, he knew. He knew. I pull, Yeah, I pulled it out that regional. I was like, wow, this card's actually trash. Turns and, out it was amazing. And then Infernoble Knights became a thing. A decade and a half later. Yeah. Anyway, uh, continue on. We now have a quick play spell. Basil Rose Shoot. Um, you can only uh, activate each of its effects once per turn. Hard ones per turn. Hard ones per turn. Real hard ones per turn, trust me. It needs it. Uh, special summon a Rose Dragon Monster from your hand or graveyard in defense position. Seems pretty good. And if this set card is destroyed, to target one of your Black Rose Dragon or one monster that specifically lists that card in its text that is banished in your graveyard and special summon... Excuse me. Special summon it. Okay. So... Basically, even if this card if, if this card is removed from the field, whether it be by resolution of its own effect or for another reason, it gets an effect. No, no, it has to be the set card has to be destroyed. Okay, so, well, it's either destroyed or it's or you activate. Yeah, yeah. Like, no matter what, you're getting an effect off if you, if it right. gets, if it gets twin twisted, harpy's feather dustered, you can either chain it or just shrug right. and let it go. Right. Um, in that case, I would just shrug and let it go because it gets a slightly better effect if it gets destroyed while set. Yeah. I, I just think the built-in protection is good. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's about it for the uh, Rose Dragons board. Now, listen, I really like the Rose Dragons because they're really because they all look the artwork on them is all great. Uh, I like the way they kind of play off of one another to right. make uh, the, with the within archetype like. How do I put this? The inarchetypal synergy. Exactly. Exactly. It's really nice. They really did do a good job of making sure that all of the cards within the archetype work well together. The problem is, it's just still not very good. It do- it just doesn't go anywhere. Um, yeah, you can- yes, this is a lot of good stuff. I think that... Th- it's really fair. It's... That's the problem is that it's too fair. Exactly. Um, you it's know, too much work and too many pieces have to line up for too underwhelming of an effect for it to really be relevant in the meta. It, exactly. Because you're not going to be able to build a board of Borload Savage uh, plus uh, a Fornigate Appaloosa plus Hieratic Seal plus the Hieratic Seal 
instill the heavenly spheres. Yeah, it's just not realistic. Yeah, no, it's like it's great for table five hundred or kitchen table Yu Gi Oh, but these effects are just way too fair. It's a great casual deck. Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I if I built this deck, I know for a fact I would have a blast with it. <laughs> Is that because they explode? Yeah. Also, yeah, yeah, because Black Blast blows, blows up everything. Anyway. Okay, come on. That was funny. It, it was. Anyway, um. So what do you think about it, though? Like, do you think it's worth picking up the cards for, or do you think it's just... It's worth it as long as you go into it with the with the knowledge that this deck will not win me any major tournament. Depending upon your local, you might be able to do well at a local with it. Depending, it depends I can on see that. Depends on your local. Um, like our like like our local probably not. No, our local is those players are too good for this. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. Oh, yeah. No. We we would just get pimp slapped. Yeah, they're a little bit too big brain. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. 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 We're a little too smooth brain. Yeah. Like 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 they would just kind of watch us build what do whatever we're doing, just kind of stare at it, let everything go through, shrug and. Start building an Eldritch board. Yeah, just start start building an Eldritch or board. A Dino start, Link board. Yeah, and Dragon just, Link. I mean. Yeah, Dragon Link. Dino Link. Dear God. Oh, don't, let's not let's not speak that one into existence. Yeah. Um. Or just uh, you know just kind of shrug and go. Okay, whatever. I you did what you were going to do. I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. Yeah. Because you didn't put out any negates. Right. Well, you put out one negate, but I'm not going to destroy anything. So. Well, it's just the interruption. Have being able to to, to nuke the field. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about Lightning Overdrive. For s- now, keep in mind, this is depending upon your OTS. The pre-release for Lightning Overdrive is this weekend. Right, for all participating OTS stores. So it's a great time to go to your local game shop, your LGS, L- local game store, whatever. You yeah. know, go and to your OTS. Right. Support your store. You know, go out there, be safe, wear a mask, things like that, but have fun. This is a great time to get back into the in- in-person experience. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember, the so the way it was back when we were originally playing with the pre-release is that you'd show up, you pay like 20 bucks, you get five packs. Right. You get a promo card. Um, for this one, it's the amazement ticket, the quick play spell. Right. Yeah, that's a promo card for this one. Um, and then they'd have a tournament, and you can use all the new cards in the tournament. Right. So even though the set is not technically tournament legal for another week after the pre-release, you still have the opportunity to get the cards early. You're not, you know, you're going to get the cards before you can find them at Walmart and stuff, and you can play with them at your LGS. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Like I have very distinct memories of the of the the set where they introduced the Hieratics. Oh gosh. Oh my goodness. That's yeah. Gonna... I um I wa- so oh, I walked in. I don't remember. Uh, so I walked in, uh, slapped down my twenty bucks, got my packs, pull, and I was determined to walk out that store with three of uh, three autumns. I pulled one, and got the. I o- remember that. And got the other two for like ten bucks. How do you spell hieratic? H i e r a t i c. I think. H i e r t i a t i c. A t i c. There it is. Anyway, um, yeah, ended up getting the other two for like ten bucks. Um, Galactic Overlord. Glad to go, Overlord. Built the deck, had the deck ready for the tournament, played through the tournament. Um, got about. I was, I was, uh, I ended in the one in the middle table because no yeah, one, like no one knew how that deck functioned. Yeah, yeah, no one because no one knew how the deck functioned. 
Um, and base, and I, I was even, I was also able to grab a uh, Gaia Dragoon too. Oh, you're right. That was the same set. Yeah. So literally, I would just with the right hand, I would just go off, pump out two Atoms, use their effects to pump out, um, uh, Heliopolis, and then make Gaia Dragoon swing, swing, swing for game. Right. Right. And Justin, a buddy of ours decided, hey, I know that's what you're playing. I'm going to side Masker Restrict. <laughs> no, 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 no. We also had a Frog Monarch player. He didn't even think about that until the matchup came up. Oh, you know what? I remember that. I remember this happening. Yeah, and so I, re- I remember seeing the game where he was up against the Monarch Frog player and just flipped Master Restrict, and the play- Frog player just looked at him like, Why? <laughs> why, why are you playing this? <laughs> Afterward, and he got first because of it, I think. I don't remember. I don't remember, I don't, I don't remember either, but but he ended up didn't winning that duel, and he was like, It's all because of this, th- this guy right here pointing at me. I, w- the only sneak peek... Or well, like I said, they're called pre-releases now. We always call them sneak peeks. The only sneak peek that I really remember really vividly, I remember the Abyss Rising sneak peek, the set that all the Mermels were got introduced in, mm, most mm-hmm. of the Medolces. That that that's that's an all timer right there. That's a good set right there. I knew Medolce was going to be good. <laughs> Eventually. Hey, they hey hey when right when we were getting out, they were good. Yeah, I just not meta, but they were good. I don't have. I remember. I have a lot of memories from that sneak peek, but not good ones. I wanted to pick up a lot of the mermail stuff. I did not have the budget or the trade binder to do so. I think I got two Atlantean dragoons. Yeah, the super. I think he was an ult. He might have even been an ultra because I think he was. I don't. Know, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. He was a super because at the time supers were not guaranteed, so yeah. that's what it was. But yeah. I got one or two of him. And I want to say it was about halfway through the event, my binder got stolen. Yeah, I remember that. And I was I was ready to quit, dude. I was yeah. so upset. And if it wasn't for me being an hour away from the house and not really being able to leave and just having to be there anyway, I probably would have. Yeah. Well, we're getting distracted again with stories. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. just a pair of old players reminiscing about times gone. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so the first big thing about the set is there was a card in there called Albion the, the Stigmatica Dragon. Oh, this is... Okay, so it's Lightning Overdrive. Yes, and Lightning Overdrive. Um, he this got, is the introduction of the new Stigmatica archetype, yes. which is like lore-wise related Connected to with the Dogmaticas. And... Despia is coming up in Dawn of Majesty. And... Uh, Fallen of Albaz. And... Trivergain. And... Uh, the Rocket Dudes. The Sil... No, not Sylvans. Um, no, 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 definitely not Sylvans. Spriggans. Spriggans! Yeah, Spriggans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're re- it's all one big lore. Yeah, yeah. It's kind, of, it's kind of like a dual terminal world thing. Anyway. So, it's been renamed from Albion the Stigmatica Dragon to Albion the Branded Dragon. Okay. I have to be honest here. I love this. I really do. I absolutely love the rename here it was renamed for like because stigmata has like religious connotations to it but very judeo-christian right connotation but the branded oh i love that it sounds it sounds something like from like D or pathfinder or something like that just right. the branded Oof. it it, it honestly sounds amazing just the idea 
behind it. So I, I love that rename. It's way better than Ruddy Rose Dragon for sure. Oh yeah, and Ruddy Rose Witch. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that, man. So I, hey, I, I made sure I said witch this time. Okay. <laughs> look, look how they murdered my boy. Yeah. Anyway, some. So here are some. So we actually have a list of some of the good cards from the set to keep an eye out for. Yeah. First, these are these are cards that we like. If you go to the sneak peek, be sure to keep an eye out for these because you can absolutely find these. I mean, not necessarily in people's trade binders. Maybe if you have somebody that opens five packs and they do this at every locals, for better or worse, they'll leave a pile of cards sitting on the table. Not all of these. Some of the, like most of the cards on this list, you're not going to find them in piles. One of these, you probably will. You'd be amazed. So the first, and that's actually the first card on the list. Scrap Raptor. It's a common. Yeah. Every, a lot of people thought that this was going to be a secret rare. It because kinda, it's really good. It kind of seems like they want to make it easily accessible that way dino can go like insane and they can really like murder the deck on the ban list very possibly that that's absolutely a possibility yeah so um just keep an eye out for the scrap raptors oh yeah. uh, another card is dark infant at ignister very important card for any ignister decks i think it's like a super right um then there's a uh, bear bloom who got tri brigade bear bloom right who got renamed it's now tri brigade Bear Brum, B R U M M. Yeah, so this is the other, the new Tri Brigade Link 2. So this will be the third wave of support for the deck. Oh, yeah. It's a super. Which, this deck is already really good, which we're going to talk more about here in a minute. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. And then over on the secret side, you got Diviner the Herald, Dredron Mubeta Fafnir, uh, Book of Lunar Eclipse, which is just discard one card. You get Book of Moon twice. I love that. I, I don't know if it's necessarily better than Book of Moon, but I think it's got different applications. Very, it absolutely does. Um, for the thing is, it's like for a lot of situations, Book and Moon will do the exact same thing that this does, but without the cost. But there are some some circumstances where you will live or die by whether or not you ran the Lunar Eclipse or Book of Moon. But you kind of have to wonder in certain decks if it's not a comparison of MST versus Twin Twister. That is. It absolutely is. It 100% is. Just. It's literally the exact same comparison. Well, and you really have to wonder if not only was was that what they were going for, which I'm sure it was, but you have to wonder if that's not, in some decks, just better. Because, like, in Eldlich, it might be better to be able to discard your traps or be able to discard exactly. your Eldlich monster. Um, but then there are some decks that are going to prefer to not want to do that, in which case Book of Moon will do the exact same thing. Right. Without the cost. But I but I don't think this is going to be the same as Twin Twister and MST, where Twin Twister just kind of power crept MST out completely. Well, I think it was a combination of Twin Twister and Cosmic. That's very true. Because why why would you ever run MST if you're if you're if you're worried about the discard, just pay a thousand life points to banish it instead. Exactly. And we don't really have that for Book of Moon. Exactly. What would yeah. something like that look like? Because you can't just pay a thousand to banish any monster on the field. That's a little, that's a little too broken. I would say banish to, or maybe pay a thousand to. The only thing I think of is a turn card to hand, but that's even more powerful than than flipping it face down. Yeah, but we don't we don't need a return to hand interruption. We already have that. Yeah, it's been out for twenty years. Yeah, Phoenix Wind Blast. No, no, that's top of the deck. Compulse. Yeah, compulse. 
Compulsory evacuation I, I, device. I, I thought the discard for cost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose if you paid a thousand to banish a monster, it might not be the end of the world. Uh, maybe until it seems like a little too broken though. Maybe until like the end of the end phase, end of the next turn's end phase. Maybe. Oh then it comes yeah. Back. Well, maybe just until the end phase. I don't know. Maybe until the, until the next. I don't know. Well, the idea is because then you because then if you hit it on your opponents because then it'd be quick play, of course. If you hit on your opponent's f- turn, it wouldn't come back till the end of your turn. Exactly, but then if you did it on your turn, it'd come back at the end of your opponent's turn, so it's right back on your field again. But again, it's quick play, so hit your opponent. It'll won't be there for your turn, so you can do whatever you need to do. Right. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We might see something like that in the future. Who knows? Oh yeah. Mo- who knows? Um, so, and then uh, also on the secret, you also have Bahalutia. Bahalutia, I believe it. it it's base. It's it's a play on Bahamut. It's a more feminine form of Bahamut. It's weird. The Grand Radiance. What is this? Is this a? It's a hand trap. Oh, okay. So it's just effect monster. Oh yeah. Oh, just normal. Just your generic effect monster. First off, you can't. You can tribute summon it using one effect monster. Okay. When your opponent adds cards to their hand, not by drawing, you can tribute summon this card from your hand, just right there. Okay. And then... I forgot to write down what it does from there. It's... If it's normal or special summon from the hand, you can make your opponent banish the top cards of their deck face down, equal to the number of cards in their hand. Then shuffle their entire hand into the deck, and if they do, add the cards banished by this effect to their hand. So this is, and you, hard ones per turn. This is really, really interesting in a in a sense of if your opponent. Okay, perfect example. Activate magical meltdown. Normal summon Alistair. Search invocation. Activate the effect of Bahalutia. I was going to say, just call her the Baha Lady. Baha Blast? Baha Blast. I'm going to Baha Blast that hand, baby. Oh, yeah. Um, So if you activate the effect of all Baha Blast over here, you can... So if they have five cards in hand, they will banish five from the top of their deck shuffle all their hand back into their deck, and then add those five cards to their hand. Now, the reason that the ordering here is important, and it's not just shuffle them back, draw five, is because if they have like a one of in their hand, you guarantee that it will not be back in their hand afterwards. Exactly. Because because while it was still in their hand, it was banished off the top. Uh, the, their new hand was already banished off the top. Exactly. Now, granted, if they have a two or a three of... There's a good chance they see it again anyway. Yeah, but in the case, but you know the chances, but the chances of them drawing the exact same card is zero, because right. you because you literally they make their their new hand first. Right. It's honestly a really innovative way to do this. Oh yeah, and it's and it's definitely a very unique effect. You don't. I this is the first time I've ever seen this kind of effect. It's the first time I've ever seen it. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, there might be a card that just no one bothered with because it wasn't a hand trap. Um, now granted, maybe. now granted, the cost of using this thing is you have to tribute one of your effect monsters. 
For some decks, that's not a problem. For other decks, that's kind of a big deal. Huge deal. Yeah. Um, so, you're not going to be seeing this in literally every single deck. You're going to be seeing this in... Occasionally. Yeah, like, I'm trying to think of a deck that wouldn't mind running this. I cannot come up with one. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, duh, obviously. Um, don't, uh... Monarchs. Yeah, Monarchs. Don't Drytron get effects when they're tributed? I think... No, that's Ben 10. Is it just Ben 10? Yeah. Okay. And maybe uh, Cyber Angel Natasha, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, like, the actual effect itself is good, but that cost is just... Bleh. Steep. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next one is Mysterion the Dragon Crown. Is that it? Yep, yep. Okay. So this is an ultra rare. It's a light spellcaster fusion effect monster. Uh, the materials, it's 3,000 attack. The materials are one spellcaster and one dragon monster. So it's, it's a super poly target. It's a big super poly target. Right. Who would have uh, thunk it? Mysterion is a, is a super poly target. Yeah. Uh, it cannot be used as fusion material. It loses 100 attack for each of your banished cards. If a monster uses its activated effect to special summon itself or a monster with the same original type, except during the damage step, you can target one of those special summon monsters, banish that monster, also banish all monsters from the field with its same original type. You can only use this effect once per turn. Pseudo-IDP. Pseudo-AOE IDP. Yeah, in a way. Um, now, one cool thing about this is that it very specifically states it cannot be used as uh, fusion material. So if you make it, your opponent can't out it with Super Poly. Right. To make their own, because it's a spellcaster. Which is an interesting stipulation to put on there. Because, uh, like, I'm trying to think of, like, what other Super Poly, like, what other fusion monster would use this thing as material? That's probably about it. Yeah. Like, the only one I can think of... It was like they were like, oh no, people are just going to make this because this is a spellcaster monster and is, use it to continuously interrupt uh, a dragon link combo. We can't let that happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because multiple, right. you know, multiple super polish, you can just keep eating their, eating their stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, you could you could theoretically eat it to make construct. Ew, gross. Let's not think about that. <laughs> uh, but but now, because it very specifically states that it you can't be used as fusion material, mm. you can't make construct with it. Right. Um. Which is good. F- which is good for uh, any player who plays Mysterion. So there's one more card that's actually not listed here for some reason that I kind of want to talk about. Uh, it is another secret rare. It's called Benga Lancer the Resurgent. Oh, Ben the the uh the uh negative Ben the negative divider. This is interesting because as you look at the presale prices, this is a card that everyone's like, this card is trash, and yet it's presaling for like it's like the second or third most expensive card in the set. I know, and I don't understand why. Okay, well let, let's talk about it a little bit to let people know what the effect is before yeah. we just rant about why it's not good. So it's a secret rare light plant link effect monster. 2,500 attack, 2 plus plant monsters is the material. During the main phase, quick effect. You can target one effect monster your opponent controls. Semicolon, so that's cost. Take damage equal to its attack, and if you take damage, return it to the hand. So a worse compulse. If this card is in your graveyard, you can banish two or more link monsters from your graveyard whose combined link ratings equal exactly four, because this, this is a link four monster, 
Special summon this card, but banish it when it leaves the field. You can only use this effect once per turn. Garbage. This card is not good. It's way too specific for way too underwhelming of an effect. Because first off, you have to you have to go negative just to make the thing. Right, so it's a Link 4 with 2 plus plant monsters. Come on. You're better off just synchroing into Black Rose Dragon, most likely. The um, only thing I can come up with is that it is usable in that deck specifically. Because it does, you can use tokens. Oh, yeah, that's fair. So if that's you summon fair. a bunch of plant tokens using their field spell or one of their monsters... Yeah, that's fair. Then you can just go into this guy. Yeah, but then the whole take... It's still not worth $40. And not only that, you still have to take direct damage to compulse. And it's not equal to its original attack, it's equal to its attack. So, uh, I mean, so, something like a, uh, a, I dra- actually, a Dragoon. I, a Dragoon that's been boosted a couple of times by its negates. 5,000 damage could be. I have I have the perfect example. Your opponent makes uh Borlo Savage. Not Borlo Savage. Um uh c- Cyber uh Cyber Overdragon, I think. The one that's like a bunch of Cyber Dragons. Oh, Chimera Tech Overdragon. Yeah, activate Chimera Tech Overdragon and you're like, "Oh, I can survive the hit. Activate effect. Chain limiter removal. GG." Yeah. Just take 16 just, Yeah. Yeah, just take over 10,000 I mean, damage. It's rough because it's like Taking that damage equal to its attack, and that's only a resolution of the effect, not as part of the cost. So, just like you said, you can just chain limiter removal and kill yourself on accident. Very easily. Uh, yeah, I that, don't like this card at all. Yeah, but that's in that very specific niche circumstance, which I think will possibly come up if people run this card, considering what's right around the corner. Yeah. Okay, so that's some of the key cards to keep an eye out for. But... There- there's there is one card that on pre-sale I think is being undervalued. Yeah, we we don't really like to talk too much about market on this channel. We think that there's, I feel like personally I feel like there's a bunch of channels that already cover the market, and, and also we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, well, the, the, there's other channels that cover the market. They do a good job, and they do it much better than we do. Oh yeah. So we don't feel like we need to cover the market. But that said. This Amazement Attendant Comica, we both looked at this and we were like, this card should be like triple the price. Minim- it should minimum be double. Bare minimum. Right. So, it's a light level 4 machine effect monster. 1400 attack, 1800 defense. Just, just a quick little reminder for those who don't remember from last episode. Right. So, th- this was the Amazement Link 4. It's Level 4. I mean, level, level 4 monster. It's the, it's the normal summon for the deck. Yeah. When this card is normal summoned, colon... You can set one attraction trap directly from your deck. Quick effect, which already in and of itself, as the only normal summon of the deck, is awesome. There's another one, and it does the exact same thing. It's crazy. Quick effect. You can target one of your attraction traps equipped to a monster. Equip it to one amazement monster you control or one face-up monster your opponent controls. You can only use this effect once per turn. This effect of this card once per turn, so it's a hard once per turn. Oh, yeah. Now, remember that all the ama- that all the attraction trap cards... All have different effects depending upon whether or not they're equipped to your opponent's monster or your monster. Right. So if you activate the trap card, equip it to your opponent's monster, interrupt them, and then later in the turn, while she's still in the field, quick effect, chain her effect, move it, and then its effect becomes something different. So and each effect, and it's not this effect is once per turn. Each effect is once per turn. Right. So you might have a card that is a fiendish chain. 
to your opponent's monster, and then you switch it, and you get to Book of Moon a monster, mm-hmm. which is kind of insane. Or search or whatever, depending upon what 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 attraction it is. So getting to be able to flip flop back and forth on a normal summon. Uh, now, right now, now, granted, I think the reason why it is cheaper, why why it's so cheap, quote unquote. Is entirely because there's a is that in the set there's also a common right for the archetype that literally does the exact same effect. Even so, I feel like six dollars. That's six, yeah, six fifty for, for pre-sale. That's that's too low for an ultra rare. That's a probably a two to three of, and I would think a three of in the deck. Oh, absolutely. I would think both monsters are a three of. Yeah, I, I, um, that, it might be a splashable engine, and if if you splash it in something else. Then it might only be a two of, but if you do the deck pure, it's probably a three of, I would think. Yeah, yeah, no. So, in my opinion, if I ha- like, if if I really felt like it, I would go ahead and get them now while they're cheap, because I, yeah, I fully you, suspect these will spike yeah. in price. If you see these at your locals, it, they might not spike in price on release. They might not spike a month after release. They, they might, will. It might be like Tri Brigade Fractal. He waited three or four months after release, and now he's a $27 card. Oh, yeah, when he was what? Six? $2. $2 at launch? Yeah, it was 2 to $3. Stonks. So does Ice Dragon's Prison. That was a $3 card on I, launch. I wish I could have got them when, it, when they were six apiece. I got mine at eight. Lucky. Well, <laughs> it worked out. So, but that's just, that's some of the cards to keep an eye out for. Scrap Raptor, Diviner, Mubeta Fafnir. Bear Brum is a super uh, Dark Infinite Ignister is what? I, I think he's a super two. Is it? Yeah, it's the Ad Ignister's Link 1. Oh, is that what it is? Is Link 1? Yeah. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. It's it's definitely su- the support that they needed. Mm-hmm. I mean, they still need a lot of support, but... They're getting more support. I know. I think at this point, they're the archetype with, the mo- with some of the most support in the game. No. No, surely not. That would be uh, that would be Dark Magician or Blue Eyes, probably. Or at this point, maybe the Garden Rose stuff. <laughs> so, but these are just some cards to keep an eye out for. Uh, and I think that if you're at your sneak peek, you have a good chance of picking up these cards for a really good price mm-hmm. because a lot of people are not going to know what these cards do, the prices on these cards, and some of the pre-sale prices on these cards are really wonky. So, if you pull a Comica, hold on to it. Try to pick up a couple more. Yep. If you pull that other thing, Benga Lancer, get rid of it. Because it's going to go down. It's not a good card. Yeah. Like, like, if there's some kind of combo that we don't know about with Benga Lancer, please let us know. Yeah, because I don't see it. Alright, well, let's, let's transition a little bit, because we still have quite a bit more to talk about. Mainly, what, we, what we're going to talk about now is uh, we're actually going to, really quick, while we're talking about products and releases and stuff like that, I want to touch on the Hidden Arsenal stuff that got announced. There was a Hidden Arsenal Chapter 1, which will be reprints from Hidden Arsenal 1 through 4. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a lot of Dragoonity reprints, Naturi reprints, Ice Dragon reprints, Worms. Um, Ally of Justice. Yeah, there's tons and tons of archetypes that were in these sets that... Haven't seen any reprints since. They were either dual terminal or they were hidden arsenal, and that's it. Yeah, like I think some of the some bleh, 
some of the Dragoonity cards are really high rarity and stuff. And they've gotten really expensive. I think some of the Dragoonity cards are anywhere from, it's, you know. It's pretty much just the Dragoonity Knights, which are all the Synchros. And yeah, they're all like $50, $60, Well, it depends on which ones. There's a couple and they're still down. They're still at the cheap end, 15 But that's the cheap end, 15 Yeah, so um, they, needed, they, they really did need a reprint. Oh, absolutely. Which, you know, the Structure Deck would have done that <laughs> very easily. No, uh, you know, but you got to get the Structure Deck to have the Structure Deck reprints. Exactly. So, but we do have that coming, which is, honestly, I like it. I like it. A lot of people were really upset when this product was first announced because a lot of people didn't. So, the belief was that because they didn't print that structure deck, they milked the Dragoonity structure deck into two underwhelming products, which was Ghost from the Past and now this, and that they were going to cut the Battles of Legends set for, for this year because we're, we're like, oh, is this taking the place of Battles of Legend? That's kind of garbage, you know? But about two or three days after this was announced, they turned around and announced the new Battles of Legend too. So, I mean, I'm all for it. I, now I think, now that they say that, I'm like, this is awesome. I'm a huge fan of this set. It's literally nothing but doing nothing but helping the prices and making some of these older strategies that people like, just making them affordable. Oh, yeah. Uh, particularly the Dragoonity because they have uh, right. Romulus now. And hilariously, the Naturius. Yeah, yeah. The, the Naturius have always been interesting. Well, I remember I remember. I always liked that deck like back in the day. I kind of wanted to build it, but the thing is... You did build it. I, I did build it. <laughs> the thing with that deck was that... like The thing with it these days is that some of the cards are kind of unreasonably expensive. Like, uh, Naturia Cherries is like a $15 card mm-hmm. for no reason other than it hasn't had a reprint. Mm-hmm. I think Bamboo Shoot's about 20 Yeah. For no reason other than it just hasn't had a reprint. Oh, yeah, and if you want to run Naturias, you have to run Bamboo Shoot and Cherries. Yeah, that's like two of the best cards in the deck. Right up there with Mosquitoes and Peas? I want to say Peas was good. I don't know about Mosquito... I don't know. It's been a long time. Yeah, there, there was a lock involved with peas and mosquito. No, I think it was. No, I think I, it was pineapple. It was mosquitoes and something else. Where ba- it might have been, it might have been pot bean pod, maybe. Where like one would, where like one couldn't be destroyed by battle, and then the other one couldn't be targeted as long as you controlled another Cheerio monster. But then your opponent took any battle damage that that you would have taken. Right. So. I think... Which, at the time, was kind of meh. Even now, it was kind of meh. But it, it's still interesting. I Yeah, I love it. I mean, some of them are really cheap, you know, but... Like, what's Barkeon at? Uh, which Barkeon? Because there's... He's had several printings. Oh, the, the, the cheapest. Uh... Oh, well, I mean, he's got... I think he's got, like, common printings. I mean, there's, okay. like... Yeah, Bar- Barkon's not that bad. Beast has, like, ultra-rare printings and yeah. stuff for, like, a dollar. But, I mean, you're looking at the nature of Beast and Barkion dual terminals are, like, Beast is 70 to $80 and Barkion's 25 to 30 Whew. And Barkion has a ghost rare, actually. Oh, yeah, because of uh, Haunted Mind. Right, yep. Yeah, exactly yeah, where right. they just had random cards reprinted as uh, ghost rares. Well, at that time, Barkion was a used card. So, at that time... Oh, yeah. So it, it, now Beast is the better one and Barkion's the worst one. But at the time, Barkion was actually better because the way the game was set up, right? Level six synchros were easier to make 
and trap cards were way, way more prevalent in 2011 than they are now. Oh, yeah. Uh, bar camping, uh, when a trap card is activated, discard one card, negate it. I don't think it's discard. I think it's mill one. It might be. It's pay some cost. No, 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 no. You remove from play two cards in your graveyard. So Beast ah. would mill two, and Barkeon would remove from play two. So you always okay. had material if you had both of them up. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and then you would just neg- uh, Beast uh, negating spells. Right, right. Now you got me really curious as to what the lock was. I, I don't remember. And we'll look it up later. Yeah. Anyway. But it's... I like that they're redoing... I, I like that they're putting out the... Hidden Arsenal reprints. Yeah, just for um, no reason other than it was just too expensive. Oh, yeah. No, I, 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 no, I am glad that that also means that there's a high chance of a, of a reprint of one of my favorite cards from back in the day, Flamveld Fire Dog. Yeah, that would be one of the ones in here, for yeah, sure. Yeah, that... I, I have such fond memories of that. But that's because I was playing Fire Kings. All the fire all the low level Fire Kings all had two hundred defense. Right. Uh, moving on, and the only thing important uh right at this moment about the upcoming Battles of Legend set for this year are is a is one major reprint and one new card that is going to be included in that. What is that? The reprint being uh Forbidden Droplets. That's a pretty big reprint. Forbidden Drip. About about to not be so drippy anymore. That's that's a much better reprint. Well, it depends on what it's. Re- I I assume it's gonna be like the highest possible rarity in the set. Secret. Yeah, it's it's still gonna be an expensive card, but it'll be a little bit more a little bit more affordable. I mean, for those you I'll know, take a little bit more affordable. It's better than nothing. It's more affordable to those with a mortgage. So, and then the new card is um, I can't think of the name of it. It's Declaration of Rebirth. Oh, yeah, 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 DNA yeah, yeah. surgery trap. for the grave. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so they did They did announce that both Droplet and Declaration of Rebirth are going to be in this set. Both uh, both good cards. Very. So, it's, I don't know. It's interesting that we're getting those cards now, of all times. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you want to move on to the extravaganza results since uh, we're already, like, over on time? Oh, okay, yeah. Well, real quick... Um. So first place at the Remote Tool Extravaganza USA was Prank Kids. I saw that coming, actually. Second place was Altergeist. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. Uh, third uh, third and fourth. Uh, I was only able to find, like, four decks. Uh, third, third to fourth had a Zodiac Tri Brigade, and then five to eight had a Virtual World deck. I think it's really interesting, though, that if you look at if you look at the representation numbers, because I, I always feel like in events like these, the actual winner is not necessarily the more indicative thing. Sure, uh, okay, you go into a YCS and the deck that won the YCS, sure, it's you know obviously the most um, looked at thing, but. I think the more indicative thing is always going to be representation numbers. Oh, absolutely. And what we saw here was that a quarter of top cut, four of the top 16 decks were all Tri-Brigade. Either Zodiac Tri-Brigade or Pure. I think they were all Zoo, though. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, that was in the... uh... No, 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 no. Oh, those for the USA one? This one, USA was four, and uh, the, um, the Mexican one was five. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, we also have the uh, Remote Dual Extravaganza Mexico results. Top 16 being 5 Tri-Brigade Zoo, 3 Dragon Link, 2 Sub-Terror, 2 Zodiac, 1 Invoked, 
which only ran two Shadal monsters in the main. Right. Um, one virtual world, pure zombie, and dino. So, we're going to talk more about the Mexican one because we feel like uh, at this point we're five days late on the American one. Yeah. Most people have already kind of broken that down. But the Mexican results are really interesting. We're talking five out of 16 Tri-Brigade Zoo, three out of 16 Dragon Link. That, that's half of your top cut right there mm-hmm. is Dragon Link and Tri-Brigade Zoo. But to have Zoo Brigade as the most represented deck and i think it took first and second place and third and third so we're told well i think i don't think they play at third fourth so third slash fourth yeah i don't know it's really really interesting that it would take up such a such a large representation number and the other thing is these deck lists are all kind of different i mean if you look at it so i right now what we have pulled up is the M. Cole 40 video breakdown of the extravaganza. He's obviously he has a lot of the information. He has all the deck lists broken down first, second, third, and all that. Oh, yeah. Very useful information for Definitely. this. Definitely. So, but we looked at these deck lists before we started. And the thing that I found really, really interesting about this first place deck list is that, first of all, he did something that none of the other Zubrigade decks are doing. He's still running the Samorg link because I, why wouldn't you? So, okay, full disclosure, I built this deck. I put together this deck yesterday because I, I pulled apart the Zulich. I wasn't enjoying it. And I put this together because I really love the Tri-Brigades. And I looked at it and I said, why would you not keep the barrier statue in and keep in the Samorg. It's sometimes it's literally just a W. It's just it's just a win. Oh yeah, because at best your opponent has to commit a normal summon and then attempt to attack over the statue. Yeah. Which I don't see a reason that you wouldn't play it. It's just I don't know. And, and that's best case scenario for your opponent is the is that is that they're able to to successfully do that. Yeah, and at the end of it, even if you're at the end of your board and you just throw in a oh wait, well he moved on to the second place list and that's gone. Even if you're at the end of your board, the end of your combo, and instead of doing a link to play to make the um. Oh, ancient gosh. warrior yeah the ancient warriors double dragon lords instead of making that you just make some more and your end board is just better i'm not saying that the double dragon lords isn't good this is just better oh yeah because your opponent has to answer the barrier statue at the during the end phase they have to answer it yeah they, um they can't do anything Unless they're playing speedroids in yeah, a few um, months. Yeah, unless they're playing speedroids or if this they... This deck. Yeah, oh, this deck or if they have um, Super Poly with a proper... Uh, Wendigo? Yeah, Shadals can make a Wendigo with it. Ugh. Um, it's not ideal, but it, I mean, it'll yeah, do it. Yeah, but they have to commit resources. They have to commit a normal summon, then they have to commit Super Poly itself and a discard to out one card. The other really interesting thing about the path that these Zoo Brigade decks have taken, and this is, I think, 
I think they got a lot of this inspiration from the OCG because I, I noticed this when we did the OCG meta breakdown last week. A lot of these decks have turned into kind of trap decks. This guy's running nine traps, which for a lot of what we would call combo decks is unconventional. Almost unheard of. Yeah, this guy's running two Dark Ruler and Wars in the main, one in the side. He's running three Tri Brigade Revolt, which that that's the that was like one of the deck choices that they all had in common. Literally all of these are running three Tri Brigade Revolt, which that card is broken. Oh yeah. For those that don't know, uh, the effect of Tri Brigade Revolt is special summon a number of your Beast Beast Warrior and or Wing of Beast monsters that are banished or in your graveyard. But uh, special summon them, but negate their effects. Then immediately this card resolves, link summon one Tri Brigade Link monster using only those monsters. But it, I don't think it. I don't think you have to use all of those monsters. I think you can just use some of them. I mean, based off of the wording, yes. That's so, that's how I would read it. So theoretically, you could bring out two um, of your uh, of your uh, Tri Brigade monsters and a mm-hmm. Zoo monster. Just leave the Zoo monster on board and go Link Two instead of Link Three. Right. So it's just free recovery of your Zoo your Zoo monsters. Man, that's interesting. I, um, and now, I mean, he's running Trap Tricks. He's running Dinomiscus. I, I I love it. Oh yeah. Also, in the side, something I found absolutely hilarious is that he's citing Dark Samorg, um, and uh, Anti Spell Fragrance. One Anti Spell Fragrance. So the Dark Samorg makes a lot of sense, right? Because you can, and this is another thing that I did. I have I have Samorg in my sideboard because if you're running the Samorg Link Monster. It's kind of sometimes just a win. Against certain decks, it really, really, really locks them out badly. Like, if, if I go into this against Eldritch, it really does a number on them. Oh, yeah. They have to spend lots of resources. They have to out the Dark Samorg. Specifically, yes. Uh, okay, so the way so so the reason why the Dark Samorg is because with Anti-Spell Fragrance, to activate any spell or trap, you have to set it first. Right. Dark's Morgue's effects is that it just has a continuous effect that neither player can activate set cards. Right. No, they can't set cards. Never mind, they can't set so them. So, anti-spell for you have to set the everything first, and Dark's Morgue makes it to where you can't. So, you literally can't do any... You can't activate or use any spells or traps. Oh, and yeah. you can have this lockout turn zero. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then your opponent has to out the Dark's Morgue without using a spell or trap. A lot of decks can do it, but they have to commit an enormous amount of resources to do it. Yeah. Uh, now, granted, Dark Samorg is a dark monster. So, as far as that is concerned, you got a lot of... There's probably a couple of monster effects you can use with that. Um, but, like, the big thing is that if you're is that if you're turn one and not turn zero and you drop the Dark Samorg, your opponent can super poly it. But they have, that's the only way to out it immediately is that they have to super poly it or deal with it right then, right as it hits the field. Because if it hits the field and stays, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it can really be a problem. And the other thing that's really interesting is that you have you also have Imperial Order in the side. So you have Judgments, you have Imperial Order, you have Duster, Anti-Spell Fragrance, Dark more. you have two Twin Twisters. This guy is so ready to not deal with your spells it's insane and spells and traps yeah and here's the craziest part there's guys not running any three ofs in his side deck which i love this is straight out of 2012 i mean oh, yeah. you're running two nibiru's two lancia two twin twister one duster one dark ruler or more the front the other two are in the main 
two evenlies, two judgments, one order, one anti-spell fragrance, one some work. I love that. I don't know if it's good, but I love it. <laughs> it's um definitely inefficient, but obviously but, he got well, obviously he got first, so obviously it worked out for him. I think the thing that you have to remember is that if I have my numbers correct here, if you have three cards in your deck, you have around a 30% chance of opening it in your opening hand. Something like that. Whereas if you have two of a card, you have like a 22 or 23% chance. So you're dropping your percentage by about eight percentage points, if I have my math correct there. But in return, you get, by cutting, say, Nibiru down to two and Lancia down to two and Twin Twister down to two, you gain the ability to tech in more cards mm-hmm. that do just as good of a job or better. Oh, yeah. Um, and you have more versatility in your side deck, which I think is important. Oh, yeah. No, th- there's definitely something to be said about more versatility. Especially in a meta that we have right now where the meta is so diverse that you could see anything. Even rogue stuff can, can sh- pop up and ruin your day if you're not prepared for it. Absolutely. Like Altergeist. Yeah. So... The second build's not too much different. This guy's running Desires instead of Prosperity. This guy's main decking Nibiru's. Main decking and Strikes. Talent. Yeah, this guy's maining Strikes, maining Tories. Uh, he's maining the Imperial Order. Um, they're both maining Called by the Grave. Uh, this guy's side deck is more of what you'd see these days. Three Alpha, three Lancia, three Droll, two Ghost Bells, three Twister. I mean, it's normal stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. De- but, uh, you know, this guy isn't running uh, Samorg or the Barrier Statue. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like the Barrier Statue is just kind of the better play. Well, I mean, if this has anything to go off of it, he got second place. The guy with the Samor- without the Barrier Statue got first. That's what I'm saying. I think the Barrier Statue... <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's worth it. Because you can literally just tech in a single Barrier Statue and a single Samorg. It's two cards. Is Samorg from hand or deck, or is it only deck? Hand or deck. Oh, okay, yeah, then... Then, in, in which case, it's not a garnet. You're sad if you if you see... If you draw if you draw the barrier statue, but it's not just... This card just can't do anything now. Right, right. Outside of being a big beat stick. Yeah, so... And, I mean, even if you get into fourth place... Like, okay, my, here's my thing with fourth place. If you look at this, this is Subterrors... It's Subterra Guru. This deck is so... Re- sure, it's reliant on its spell and on its traps, but it's really heavily reliant on its traps with the Hidden City and Terraforming and all your Red Eyes Fusions and things like that. I mean, it's so weird. He's running two Dragoons, three Red Eyes Fusion, but only one Red Eyes and one Dark Magician. I think that's for, like, Nadir, maybe. Not Nadir. Um, Maximus, maybe? Counterplay for Maximus or something? Maybe. Might be part of it. Because hmm. he's also running a, what is that? Yeah, two Entis. That is true. That is true. And what is that? Blur for, uh, what? Last Warrior from Another Planet. Yeah. Which he's running Waking the Dragons to summon. Okay, yeah. So he's running Ice Dragons Prisons, Waking the Dragon, all that. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, even then, like I said, he was running the... Uh, yeah, so like, I think it's just some... It, it's, so if it, you know if he gets... If uh, one of them gets uh, Maximist, he's got the other. This is... So... Now we're into, like, an Invoke Dogmatica list. This list is really interesting. Because first off, it ran two Shadals. One copy of Dragon, one copy of Ariel, none of the fusions. That Yeah, that that's it. That's that's it. That's no, the, he is running some of the f- 
fusions. He's running two constructs. Oh no no, I mean the I meant the fusion spells. Well, he's running schism, which is technically, but yeah, literally, Uh, it's dragon aerial and schism. That's it in the main. Yep. So, and in your extra, all he has is two Apcolon, one Winda, and two two uh, Construct, which you can invocate, which you can actually invoke into invocation into them. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about to, that. Yeah, to keep the, do keep that in mind. So, okay, there's two things that super duper stick out about this deck list. His ratios are so scuffed. He's running. In the main though, in the main board, in the main deck, he's running two Lancia, one Skullmeister, three Ash, one Ghost Bell, one Ghost Ogre, and two Effect Veiler for his hand trap lineup. Man, this guy was scared of Crossout Designator. It sounds like. Honestly, though, he th- it's like he thought Crossout Designator was a legal card already. He's, he's so many one ofs. Why why would you main one Skullmeister? Why would you do that? He's not like, even citing more. His side has one DD Crow, two Drolls, and two Nibs. That like, like either so based. Okay, hold on. Either this dude is on a whole other level of this guy's gray just, matter. He, he's just he's, he's just he's doing his own thing, man. He's like either he's, he's on his brain. Like yeah, like all either he's on his on this whole other level of gray matter uh, production going on the old noggin. Or he's just throw, or he's just throwing stuff in on a wall and see what sticks. And it's it's crazy because it goes even farther than that, right? Because he's only running two triple tactics talents. He's only running two invocations. He's only running two forbidden droplets. He's only running two infinite impermanence. Why so many one ofs and two ofs in your deck when you can just do something like cut Skullmeister to the main because you're running about six or seven one ofs in the in the side? Cut Skullmeister to the side deck and. Throw in a third imperm and side deck Skullmeister based on matchups because his sideboard is even weirder. Oh yeah, uh, two nib, two drolls, one DD crow. I two don't know why. Cos- two cosmic, two cosmic, one harpy's feather duster, one regeki set rotation and metaverse. Really getting into that uh, field yeah. spell plays. Uh, zombie world, hidden village of the spellcasters, and two evenly matches. I do like the Secret Village of Spellcasters in the zombie world. If you're going to run set rotation and the terraforming in the main with the metaverse, you can bring all of that in to get into your meltdowns and then also to get into your... You can get into zombie world and just kill certain matchups. Oh, yeah. Or you can uh, give your opponent Hidden Village of the Spellcasters. Yeah. And if they don't have any spellcasters, they can't activate spells. I really, really, really love Secret Village of Spellcasters and zombie world because either one of them... In the right situation, is literally just a W. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. No. Well, now the thing about the thing about set rotation is that it gives your opponent the zombie world, so they have to uh, elicit to activate it. Or you can give them a magical meltdown if you don't need your if you don't need one right at that it, moment. Exactly, you've already comboed off, and then you set rotation, give them a magical meltdown, and then you flip the zombie world. Well, you have to wonder which is more impactful: a magical meltdown on your side of the field, or just sending one to them and then activating zombie world. Yeah, I think ju- Zombie World stopping them is more impactful. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Especially you have Macabre sitting there. Yeah, and then you can use the Zombie World. Like if you're playing against Dragon Link, you just win like oh, automatically. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, because it turns off Pisty. It well, it turns off Pisty's graveyard effect. It turns off uh, Red Eyes Darkness Metal's graveyard effect. It turns off uh, Linking for ninety percent of the Link monsters. Because they required uh, dragon-type monsters. It's an interesting list. 
don't know how, I don't know if I like it or not, but it's interesting. It's definitely something to talk about. I don't like the random one and two ofs personally. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like it's very um uh what's the word I'm looking for? Efficient. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's very streamlined. Uh, next up, we got a top eight virtual world. Uh, the one it's, it's still virtual world. The one major thing that I find interesting is he's running two cosmic, two twin twister in the side. I mean, sometimes cosmic's better than twin twister in like an Eldritch matchup, but ever, sometimes twin ever twister been in, is better. And I don't know. Ever been in matchup. a situation where you couldn't decide which one, to, whether or not you should do that one or the other? Why not both? I guess. Um. Next is Rocket Dragon Link, three Chambermaid, two Tidying, normal stuff, three Talents, three three Dark nor- three Dark Ruler No More in the main is interesting. Oh yeah, and he's also got uh, two Anti Spell Fragrances in the side. Then we got another yeah. uh, Zodiac. Also with Tri Brigade. Also two Anti Spell Fragrances and, and an Order in the side deck. Oh yeah, just no tra- no spells, please. Yeah, no, these guys are hard in against uh, the spells. This guy was running two IDP actually. Yep, and Trap Tricks. Yeah, Trap Tricks is Trap Tricks is a good card. Well, the first place guy was running Trap Trick oh, also. Ooh, ooh, the deck I'm excited about. Zombies. Yep, top sixteen zombie deck. Oh yeah. Um It's pure zombies. It's definitely a meta call and it obviously worked out for him. He was running both Zombie World and um Rivalry uh, Rivalry of Warlords. That's hilarious. Just I'm just yes, uh I'm doing all zombies. You're locked into zombies, whether or not you want to be. Right. And so what that means... Oh my god, he's... Hmm. It's hilarious that he's running Ash Blossom, a level 3 zombie tuner monster, and he's running Borlo Savage. Because he can hit it. Literally. Um, But like... Well, I mean, I, I think I also think Unizombie is also a, is also a tuner. But then Let's he's, also talk about the fact that he's running Super Poly. Yes, he's running Super Poly in the main boys... Uh, I just realized he's running Winda. I didn't notice that before. Yes, because then you can just steal your opponent's Winda to make your own. He's also oh. uh, he's also running the Doom King, uh, Necro. No, no, like Necro, Necro Zombie Dragon, whatever the fusion. It's a oh, it's so you can okay. take steal one of your, so you can steal your uh, your opponent's Borload Savage to make that and one of your zombies to make that. Right. Some of the other top sixteen decks was another Zoo Brigade, another Dragon Link, nothing. Nothing too, fancy. Yeah, nothing too wild. Here's a a Zulich deck with a uh, maining D shifter. Yeah, D shifter and one ghost bell. Oh, so many one ofs. I don't know why they did this. Oh, I was also siding a Draco Stapelia. and two super polys. So yeah, that, and one lightning storm. Why do they do this? It's like it's I, giving me an aneurysm. Uh, okay, so with the one lightning storm, I think it's because he only uh, no, because he had two in the main. Oh, okay. Hey, he's got two in the main. Oh, like the Draco Stapelia, I get because it's too darks. But why not just run? Starving Venom Fusion Dragon. I don't know. Uh, another Dragon Link with like one Spice Monster card. Uh, again with two two Dark Ruler in the main, one in the sideboard. Yeah. Spell Fragrances. Anti Spell Fragrances was becoming a really popular card. Oh yeah. Uh, a, who's that? Pure Zodiac. No, Zodiac Dogmatica. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. With uh, one Ecclesia and one Florida Lee. Three Dark Ruler in the main. And Megaclops. Well, okay, okay, okay. I feel like if you're running pure zoo, you have to run Mega Claws. I mean, why not? It's I, I think you have to. I don't think you really have much of a choice. I think either in pure zoo, honestly, I just just me. All these zodiac decks are running uh, Rap here and Ram Ram. If I'm running Rap here and Ram Ram, I'm gonna run Mega Claws. Fair enough. It's uh, too easy of an auto win against. Some also, decks. the B. 
The B? The B. The B. Yeah, Excuse it, me? Yeah, you see you got Zeus, Zeus, B. Zeus, Zeus. Oh, George Oliver Vespinato. Yeah, the B. Oh, but George Oliver Vespinato makes a lot of sense right here. I just like saying the B. Of course. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, another top 16 deck is Dino. Standard Dino. Yep. Two UCT, two of the babies, and, uh, well, one of the petite. So two baby, one petite. That's Ooh. interesting. Only three babies total. Yeah. One interesting thing, another interesting thing he did is, he's, is that he's maining sight and sighting sanctums. That is very interesting. No trap cards in the main, but he is maining two artifact sanctums, one Lancia. Is that Shadal Fusion in the side? Yeah, with uh, Ariel and Beast. Also oh, that's hilarious. This dude's this dude's really side decking, or this dude's really running Winda and Abcolon in his... And Grista. And Grista, he get, wow. Yeah, because he can use Misk to make Grista. Wow. So oh, and, and Ash Blossom. So what you can do is if you're going second, you activate Shadal Fusion, fuse one of your Shadal monsters with Misk from your deck. And, and send mi- it to your grave? And then, and then to make Grista... Oh, which, that's actually really spicy. Which who can uh and Grista can negate uh monster effects. That's okay, that's actually really spicy. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh next next one to talk about is another subterra. There was actually two in top sixteen. Yeah. I, I don't want to talk about subterra too much though, because I don't want to give them their uh validation. <laughs> I don't like the I don't Listen, like listen, listen, listen. Subterra artwork is really good. Yeah, but it's That's where the good stuff about Subterra ends. Yeah, I don't. I don't like the concept of Subterra. I don't like the deck. I don't. I don't have anything against people that play it. I just don't care for it. I like. I like the. Uh, I like the artwork. Yeah. I like the pictures. Well, that'll pretty much wrap us up for the day. Uh, basically, I guess as far as wrapping up this particular segment, because I'll probably wrap that up before we uh, close out the pod. I mean, yeah. I guess. I guess Tri Brigade Zoo. We're we're in the zoo meta, folks. We're in the Tri Brigade meta. Yep. Hope you got your drolls. Yeah. Because I sure don't. Hope you have your drolls and your Lancias, because this is it, boys. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Droll and Lancia the meta. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, because we're still going to see other stuff, but it looks like uh, uh, Zoo Brigade is going to be... The best deck. Yeah, for a while, at least. It Um, might not be the best deck right now. Dragon Link might be the best deck still, but they just know how to play against it and are properly prepared for it. Exactly. Um... Well then, you know. Then we'll also have to see how the amazement archetype will do. I don't think it's going to do a whole lot. It will be a threat. Here's, I think the only way that amazement really becomes like a tier one meta deck is the same way the Gear Gear did it. A nuclear ban list. Absolutely, absolutely. We're talking. I mean, we're talking uh, enough bans for Dragonling for it to be gone. Enough bans to limit well, Tribergates. Are- uh, uh, limit Tri Brigade's uh, Dragonling influence. Tri Brigade invokes Shog- Dogmatica, Shadal, Eldlich, that all those control engines, Prank Kids, all these decks well, would have to get neutered. Well, maybe not. If if for Amazement to be tier one, yes, well, yeah, yeah, all for of those it, yeah, decks for it to have be tier to get, one, all of those decks have to get slapped. Yeah, on but, the the, band list. but then you'll have stuff running around like thund- like a uh, good old Chaos Thunder Dragons, and yeah, but I don't think. I don't think Cash Thunder Dragons, even with all that slapped on the ban list, would even be good. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, no. Unless Colossus comes back. That, that's a different story. Yes, even if it came back to one. Yeah, if Colossus came back to one, then we're having a different conversation yeah. here, but, but it's not. Yeah, but like, I, I do want to see a big ban list where like 50 cards move around. 
I really like I know people are like, oh no, we can just move like ten cards around and it's fine. Nah, bro. I want to see fifty cards move. I don't. Yeah, let's see fifty, sixty cards move around. I'm fine with it. Oh yeah. Now let's we go don't full nuclear. Now we don't mean like sixty cards go from three to zero. Right. We mean like, oh, we have like a couple of cards here went from zero to one, a couple of went to from one to two, a couple of went from two to three, a couple, couple went from three to two, two to zero, whatever. Blah blah blah. Yeah, three whatever. to zero. Blah 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 blah. Right. Just they move around somewhere. That I mean, forty-seven card movement on the ban list was, I think, the record probably September twenty thirteen. Yeah, the end of Dragon Roller. Well, no, the first hit on Dragon Roller. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. It's been an absolute treat. We have we actually got to record a decent time, so our energy oh, yeah. level is up much higher. Definitely. Um, I, it was some interesting meta stuff going on. Uh, what do we have coming up? Do we know? Uh, well, let's see. We got that pre-release next weekend. I don't know if we have any more extravaganzas coming up. Probably, not, not as far I think, as I know. I don't think we do. I know that there's a YCS coming up in a few months. I think August. Yeah, the remote dual YCS. Right, right. That's going to be interesting. Otherwise, I think you could probably check your local game stores for events. Oh, yeah. Other than that, I think that's all I've got. I think all of our the stuff, all of our socials, things like that, mm-hmm. the descriptions... Places where we get all our information, sources, and all that, best we can put them in. We'll put them all in the description. Try to let everybody find that. Other than that, you have anything else to add, Caleb? I can't think of anything. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy the weekend. Take care, everyone. Have fun. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.